You are listening to Golden Otter Divinations, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with Autumn Seibel. Tune in 9 a.m. Pacific, the first Friday of every month, as Autumn helps you manifest your dreams by connecting to loved ones in spirit, empowering you to find both physical and spiritual healing. Are you ready to transform your life and connect to divine guidance through practical strategies? Golden Otter Divinations is the place to find engaging interviews with medical experts, practicing mediums, intuitives, healers, and many more. Now, here's your host, Autumn Seibel. Hi, everyone. I'm Autumn, and you're listening to Golden Otter Divinations on Transformation Talk Radio. Stay with us for the next hour as we explore where the metaphysical meets the mainstream. Join us live each first Friday of the month at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, when we have new, informative, and engaging interviews with medical experts, practicing mediums, intuitives, healers, and many more to help uplift, educate, and empower listeners like you to find physical and spiritual healing. Oh boy, I am like (laughs) on location right now, so I'm totally zinged up. I'm really excited. But I am um, calling in all millennials and light workers because my guest today is part of a rising cadre of young energy healers who are taking up the generational mantle of sharing our innate spiritual wit- gifts. So I have Joseph Adams with me today. Hi guys. <laughs> whose ascension was catalyzed, whose understanding of ascension was catalyzed after seven years of training in the art of lucid dreaming when he initiated an out of body experience during a meditation in which pressure released from his forehead and he was immersed in rhythmic indigo waves that flowed throughout his body from his head to through his head and crown. This event secured Joseph, Joseph's connection to an esoteric process that we are all participating in. Assessing, accessing the wisdom that emanates from this divine connection has been his driving mission to guide the collective in understanding the evolutionary process. process. So Joseph's goal is to shed light on the very specific dynamics that allow us to evolve This evolution is guided by the embodiment of love. The laws of love provide two ways in which we can ultimately ascend our consciousness. Bringing light to this truth helps polarize us and align us with our choice of service. Essentially, we ask ourselves, are we here on earth to serve ourselves or are we here to be of service to others? This is a choice that defines our progression and propels our quest towards the next level of harmonic consciousness, as Joseph refers to it. So Joseph specializes in leading conscious thought through the oftentimes formless concepts that propel our growth. Coming into harmony is no easy process, but Joseph has the ability to take formless metaphysical ideas and provide a rational linear process for understanding them. Once we understand the way that something works, results can be attained more effectively. And you guys know I'm an educator, so I'm all about that. One of the most effective and necessary processes Joseph works with is the process of integrating the shadow. Much of Joseph's work revolves around understanding what it takes to heal our past. With each experience we have that takes us out of harmony, a small piece of ourself is left behind. Collecting these pieces back into the whole is how we find our total power. No piece of our history can be, can be left behind when liberating ourselves from suffering. And over time, the continued effort to harmonize gives rise to our strength and connection with our higher power. A calling for integration gives us connection to our true divine selves. Wow. So that is just a little bit about Joseph Adams and what he does. And without further ado, I'd love to welcome you to Golden Honor Donation. So thank you, Adam. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. So we are on location. I'm calling this Joseph's Crystal Palace because we are literally surrounded by crystals. And 
I'm so excited and, and so high vibe right now. And I kind of have to ground myself and ground, ground the crystal to do just that. Um, we don't really need to raise our vibration much higher because we've got these sound bowls ringing behind us. But to get us in the flow of the show, I like to ask all of my guests if they've had any golden moments lately. Golden moments lately. So a moment that made your heart sing or um, you knew was sent by spirit or just really, it got you into state, got you into flow. You know, I did have something planned that I wanted to say, but I'm going to say my my moment was actually right before we were sitting here and, you know, this is a live show and I started to feel the little butterflies <laughs> and everything. Like, oh, now you got to be calm. You got to be calm. And then just to feel the calmness with the spirit guides and so much help we have on the other side to feel that blanket over me like oh everything is good everything is beautiful nothing to be nervous about yeah. and just to know that we always have so much help just right there so that's that's my moment right now oh, right now right i love now, that i love that thanks i um every time i record a show you know i'm running around i'm a mom i'm a wife i'm a business owner i'm employed i do all these things i wear all these hats and i run, run, run sometimes. And I, whenever I land in this spot for this show, I feel like I'm syncing up with universal timing because everything happens exactly as it's supposed to. And things that I might be worried about in my conscious mind can be quickly and easily just released and it, and it just flows. So I always feel like a moment of recording is, it is a golden moment. Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, so we're just going to dive right in. Thank you so much for sharing. We're going to talk about crystal energy because, like I said, we are in the crystal palace. Um, and I just want to like get started by asking, how have crystals facilitated your journey? Well, uh, such a beautiful question. Um, I don't even know where I would be if I didn't have the crystals with me mm -hmm. because, um, you know, to fast forward, it's like, what are the crystals doing? What are their, what's their relationship with us? And the most important thing that I learned with the crystals is that they're teaching about ourselves. Mm -hmm. They're showing you that you have all of this potential and all of this energy already inside of you, yeah. that you don't really need them, but they are perfect and beautiful teachers and they can really help you bring that energy out to help you create the reality that you wish to manifest. So that's, what they really taught me and so i can't not say something about my favorite crystal which is this one right here i don't think you guys will be able to see it from the uh on the screen but it's actually a green tectite it's called moldavite and this was the crystal that literally started everything for me that very one or not moldavite in general moldavite in general the little one i have yeah. i have an altar upstairs my first little piece is sitting on top of it it's the start of the show. How old were you when you got your first crystal? Um, to the questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I did collect them as many kids yeah. in this generation. We just collected stones and rocks for no reason. Yeah. And then now I realize, like, because they have so much to teach us. Yeah. And, um, oh, so much information yeah. I want to just like, share so fast. But back to Moldavite. Um, when I had my spiritual awakening, I got into crystals immediately after and i was reading this person's experience about lucid dreaming they said they had fell they had fallen asleep on a piece of this stone and i was like oh my gosh i need to get that immediately so i found 
uh, a small piece came in the mail and then the very first night boom lucid vivid dreams right off the bat um, now it increased the you know the the chances of the lucid dream yeah. and i remember holding this crystal and like many people this is one that you can um do research on and, and just look at all of pe all the people's experiences like it causes heat flashes and just rushes of energy and for me personally i felt so much heat on the back of my head and just this charge and what it's essentially doing is that there's like classes of crystals that are high frequency high vibrational like we like to say and then there's like more grounding crystals like this right here like everyone's seen uh black tourmaline before yeah They're very grounding puts you back in your body but it does tourmaline protects against negativity as well right yeah, it helps a necklace that if I'm going into a situation where it's like my, they're my battle pearls. Exactly. <laughs> they're black, it's black tourmaline we got in um, Mexico at the pyramids. And I wasn't super into crystals at the time, but I felt drawn to them. And there was even, they had these um, wands that they were selling of tourmaline. And you know, some people were freaked out by them. I was like, I'll take two. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and anyways, I wear it when I'm going into a situation that I know might be not not in alignment with who I am and it helps me stay grounded and kind of repels. Again, even if that's only like a figment of my imagination, I love that I have some sort of external thing that I can wear that looks like normal to the naked eye. Well, there is, me. there is one stone that there is actually a lot of science on and it's yeah. called Shungite and I'm actually wearing it right here. Oh. This one can block from electromagnetic frequencies. It can even help um, now don't quote me too much, um, but there is tons of science on it that you can look up and research, but it can help purify water. Mm -hmm. It only comes from this place in Russia. What's it called? Uh, it's called Shungite. Shungite. Yeah. Yeah. Shungite. Really common stone. Okay. Um, you can, it has actually antioxidants that come Very from it and cool. they're called fullerenes. Um, you know, in the mom world right now, like a lot of kids are wearing amber. Oh, so, yeah. My daughter had show and tell this morning and had to bring something about the weather. And we were trying to, and she forgot her thing at home and she was wearing her amber necklace. And I said, Well, baby, you can just share about your necklace. And she goes, well, Why, mom? And I said, Because when it gets warm, when the weather changes and it gets warm, it releases into your skin. And remember, yeah. it helps you calm down. She's like, Okay, I'll just share about that. And I'm like, Crisis averted. It's also anti well. Yeah, so it's like moms are using amber necklaces for teething. And um, I was late to the trend. I could never get a necklace on my babies. And then when they became little girls, it was like the easy option. And now they just wear them. And I do notice, I notice the difference. Um, but it's kind of like a first, like an easy into crystals, especially yeah. if you're a mom or, you know, a woman. Mm -hmm. Necklaces are really easy into crystals. They suit some form of purpose. Yeah. Yeah, there's no like, I mean, I don't know how much of like, I could get away with at work walking around with one of these, but you never know, like, I get away with it. It's all label. This is for calming. This right. is my calming stuff. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So you were saying um, your first piece was Moldavite. Yeah, so the first piece was Moldavite. Um, that really, and that's the stone that I tell to everyone, if you can only have one stone for, you know, as long as you can live, this should be the stone due to its potential to help catalyze and yeah. open and awaken um, because it just draws up that energy and draw it, it's just the most powerful activator 
Well, that was quick. We got to get ready to go to break. You're listening to Golden Otter with Autumn Seibel. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll explore more about crystal energy with energy healer, Joseph Adams. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you wish there was a do-it-yourself guide for starting your metaphysical journey? So did I. That's exactly why I created an amazing ebook just for you. Lunar Manifestations, a medium's guide to manifesting by the cycles of the moon, offers a year of new and full moon rituals to help you move from the life you've been living to the one you're dreaming about. Come visit me, Autumn Seibel, at goldenotter.us and get your download instantly. That's golden, like the precious metal, otter, like the precious animal, .us. We are back on Golden Otter Radio with me, Autumn Seibel. My guest today is millennial lightworker Joseph Adams, who is talking to us about his energy healing work. But before we continue, I want to make sure everyone knows how to contact him. So, Joseph, could you give us your contact information for listeners? Yes. So, my website is www.josephadamshealing.com. And you can also email me at josephadamshealing at gmail.com. Perfect. And then you're on social media? Yeah, social media, Joseph Adams Healing on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Joseph Adams Healing. There you go. And while you are on Instagram, pop over and say hello to me. I'm Golden Otter Divinations. I um, am on there every now and then when I can handle the energetic plug-in because social media, the energy in that space is real. And I don't think we like have come to grips with like what that actually is because it's, it's as much we're guinea pigs right now. Yeah, it's as real as this is, at least to some of us. Some people, it's another fake world, and some it's very real. But anyways, I'm there sometimes. Check me out if you, if you get a chance. Okay, so um, we're going to talk about energy healing. And I just want to start by asking, how did you know that you had a gift? Um, so after I got into healing, um, I had signed up for a workshop to teach on crystals. And I'd been practicing on some people and it's like, you know what, I think I'm ready to take the next step and actually have official clients. Um, I just had to had this vibe. Yeah. And so I did my very first workshop and my first client was like, I want to get a session with you. Was, was it like Reiki sessions? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah, at the time, um, yeah, I was trained in Reiki, but it was slowly blossoming into something that was what I was meant to develop into. Because it's there's so much more about my gift, which I'll explain yeah. in, in a minute about what it is I'm doing and what I learned, you know, what my strength is. So anyway, so I had my first client, and I meditated for so long before yeah, I was like, I gotta have my yeah. energy perfect. Yeah. And uh, so when I had the client on the table, I begin the session and I start working on their belly. And I feel all of all this tightness and then boom, they have a Kundalini awakening on my very first healing session. The person was just shaking and so much energy. I didn't I it took me a good ten seconds to realize what had just occurred. Was the person physically shaking? Physically like like there was so I mean it was like electricity that yeah. it was so tangible. Do you everywhere. warn people before they come on your table? Because Reiki well, is essentially hands-on healing, but it's like very light touch or it's like above the body. It's energy work. Yeah, and during this time, I actually wasn't even touching the body. You were just it was like above. I it was like I disintegrated this dam, and I 
felt this energy rush up them and out their crown. And as soon as I touched uh, above their crown, I felt that energy. I knew instantly that's that was Kundalini energy. I just had a Kundalini rising like a week prior to, to it's almost like to get me ready. Like this mm -hmm. is what it feels like, uh, you know, again. And so they were completely transformed, uh, obviously, after that experience. And if you don't know what Kundalini is, it's an energy that everyone has inside the body and their breasts at the base of the spine. And it's a it's an energy that serves as a mechanism to help evolve the energetic body to the next state mm -hmm. by clearing and purging. And uh, a lot of extra sensory comes when that energy is released, but it comes at a cost of a lot of training and a lot of time because you're just you're just so high strung afterwards yeah. because there's so much energy that gets moving in you. You know, I've I've been meaning to talk to somebody about this. I guess now is the time. I was you talk about your awakening experience before, and I think you've asked me that question like, when did you have an awakening experience? And I'm like, well, there were times in my life when I can point to that say like this is when the energy shifted or this is when my understanding shifted. And I think all of us can, when we meet a certain person or you, know, you go through a, a certain life, like a, a really profound life event, a birth, a death, something like that. And for me, I actually think when I gave birth twice, both times after my ability to understand subtle energy, my ability to understand and practice mediumship, both like each time I gave birth, I have two children, three years apart. and I can, in my mind, look at those chunks of time and kind of see where I was. And I mean, it would make sense. You're opening your conception cradle. You're inviting a soul into your physical body. You're more or less inhabiting their, like you're holding space for two souls. Mm -hmm. And then when you give birth, you are releasing this vessel of energy and it can feel both invigorating and terrifying because as a, as a mother, especially when you're pregnant, maybe this is just my personal experience is that. I felt like I was holding two souls at once mm -hmm. and I felt very cradled and very loved and very nurtured, but I had a really intimate relationship with my children before they came into my body. And so when they released from my body, I was like, yes, I'm so proud and so honored to have held this space, but then it leaves you. And I don't know that that's something I'd like to explore at some other point, but that's the only, when you talk about an awakening mm -hmm. and that feeling, and I, I'm sure it can happen at other times. That's a time that I can point to when it was like, wow, that's what that was. Yeah. Beyond just the words that we put postpartum and pregnancy and delivery and transition, besides all the medical terms, there is an energy that happens when you're a mother. And maybe that'll be a conversation I have down the line with somebody as I look into that more. But every time you tell this story or I hear you talk about it, I, I think of that. And recently I was able to encapsulate it. But yeah, so, so you're awakening. Yeah, so it was after that session, um, you know, I started getting more clients. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until I started going to actual um, holistic shows where I would have, you know, anywhere from 10 to sometimes 20 people throughout the weekend of healing. Mm -hmm. And then I started to hear this, like, that was the strongest healing I've ever felt in my mm -hmm. whole life. I've been um, receiving healing for the last 10 or 15 years. And I've never felt something like that before, mm -hmm. you know, somewhere after the second, third, fourth, fifth time of hearing that you're like, huh, there's something, what am I doing actually? What, why is this happening with me? Mm -hmm. And then that's when I started to get more in tune with, uh, my gift and what it actually is and what I'm doing. And so part of it 
is that I've learned how to ground and hold the such magnitude and strength of some of these non-physical entities mm -hmm. and I can bring them so close to this dimensional energy. And by doing so, that allows for them to get very, very close to the recipients and to and to do what is that so you're acting doing. as a channel. Uh, yeah, more like an anchor. More like an anchor and then also learning how to work with them because they work through your higher power. Uh, meaning your like my evolved energy, my you know, the you know, not this 3D, but you know, your non-physical aspect is working in conjunction with them. It's like they're merging with your higher power, which is everything that you experience. Mm -hmm. And it's this brilliant collaboration of this complex, seemingly Broadway play of so many entities working to change and help and guide someone towards the energy that they're meant to grow into. And that's more or less the style of my healing. It's to help someone blossom into what it is they're meant to be. And so that's why it's almost like healing through your ascension process, your evolutionary process. Some people have Kundalini awakenings. Others, you know, I can clear all the stress, all the anxiety, all the fear. Other people, I can help heal parts of um, trauma, emotional. Yeah, wounds. that's what I was going to ask you. Why do people... Uh, we came into contact through a friend. I can't even remember. It's like one of those meetings. I'm like, how did we even meet? but I knew we were meant to. And so I always wonder like, how do people seek you out? You know, people who seek me out, there's usually a very specific reason. And it used to be mediumship and that was kind of what I did. And now it's turned into another platform. But with you, like how do a, how do people seek you out for what types of healing and B um, how can people who don't have access to you utilize some of these techniques? And we might have to hold that conversation after yeah, the break, yeah. but um, yeah, most of my um, growth with my, um, the people I work with, it's been word of mouth mainly. And it's always been um, these very specific cases in which I'm helping, you know, um, administer this healing or this catalyst for their growth. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I'm learning a tremendous amount about the inner workings of the energetic body because mm -hmm. it's, it's more complex than, than we have the brain power to understand. So it's a two way street. You're helping, helping healing them and it, you're, they're helping you learn because during the last five years I've been putting oh man countless hours you know at least one to two hours every day into meditation in which goes into the form of self-healing expansion um, and new growth and that has really been a huge asset to me as being able to do that want to talk about meditating we'll probably do this later in the show because you know i love the idea of meditating for two hours but in the modern world as a mother that find you have to make the time to do it mm -hmm. and like there's just certain i mean we all come to learn different lessons and what a fortunate position you're in to be able to like have that create that time not have that time yeah, because you create it yeah and if people want to do things it's like it's just like with anything. If you want to learn, you have to make the time to learn. If you want to grow, you have to make the time to grow. If you want to heal, you have to make the time to heal. And you really have to prioritize what it is that you're seeking in your own life. Well, you know, this, you know, a lot of people are meant to blossom into their, um, you know, their goal for this life. You know, and it's the reason you would want to go see a healer 
someone who practices the life because this is a lifestyle this isn't like this something i do on the side yeah this is, yeah this is your as soon as i wake as soon as i wake up every present moment is how to keep myself uh in a growing state and that's that's not a discipline it's just that's just what happens yeah it's a natural thing but the reason you want to go see a powerful healer is because you get to benefit off of the work that they put in yeah you know you don't have to go put in all those that thousands of hours of meditation yeah. to learn this one thing or to have this catalyst um, of new growth. You can go to someone who's powerful and be able to get activated in a very quick way. Yeah. And so that's also another form of um, healing that I can do like is, quick is to give that activation. You know what? I was just at, I don't want to talk about it too much, but I was just at a Tony Robbins event. So watch that. I'm not your guru thing. And I, I always was like, kind of like, what's going on with this person? I thought he was kind of like, you know, my mom's generation or older. I'm just mm-hmm. like, he's still around. And I actually went in in person. And there was some stuff that we learned at that seminar that talked about activating. It gets so rooted into your soul that when you activate or when you come into contact with it, you don't even realize and it becomes subconscious. It's not planting. He's not making you do anything. He's calling out a part of your soul where it's like, if this is where you want to live and this is where you be, this is want to be this how you have to show up in the world mm-hmm. so it's not anybody making anybody do anything it's you stepping into that in a space that's, that's and that's just created. just feeling his presence yeah. you know because that's it reminds me of some of the hold on one second you know what i really want to talk about this but we're gonna go to another yeah. break and have it so quick um hold that thought we'll be right back <laughs> We're back on Golden Otter Radio with me, Autumn, and my amazing guest today, energy healer, Joseph Adams, who is here discussing what it means to be a light warrior in today's modern world. So for one second, I want to talk about light warriors because we hear a lot about light workers, which I think a lot of people are talking about nurses and um, doctors and um, medical practitioners and teachers and, you know, people who are in occupations that are predominantly of service. That's what I call a modern light worker. What is a light warrior? That's what I want to talk about. A light warrior. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's a big one. Um, you know, so you, so you hinted on service, mm-hmm. you know, and like I have a philosophy that when we're here in this, this dimension, this reality, you have the simple choice and it's how do you want to ascend your consciousness Mm -hmm. and to free your consciousness you have the choice of serving yourself or being service of others Mm -hmm. we all know that we're all trying to be of service to others and it truly is a freedom that takes over you when you begin to serve and understand what that's doing for yourself and what Mm -hmm. that's doing for the collective because it's not just it's not just a behavior that you do when it's time to help someone, it's a polarity and a power that you're harnessing within your whole energetic body. So it's you're beginning to build alignment of your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your expressions yeah. that are in service to other people. It's not it's not a selfish interest. It's like I truly want to. For instance, I'll use myself as an example. Like the more I harmonize myself, the more I purify myself, 
and discipline myself, I know that I'll be able to provide a better service for the people who receive my work. Yeah. And so that's that's a big inspiration and a big motivation to continue doing what I do. It's not it's not about me. You know, and, and that's a big thing that I carry with me is that all this growth it's it's not about me. Yeah. It's to help others and to give clarity and to shed light on a lot of these very confusing and uh, difficult, complex topics. Because, you know, as we kind of mentioned before, it's like people have hours, uh, you know, to put into this, like self-inquiry, you know, that it can be very difficult to navigate what it is you're supposed to do with your body and your mind yeah. and how it's structured. So uh, that's what keeps me going is that I have felt the clarity in the growth and the polarity that builds, the more I maneuver my energy into be into an alignment for others. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and just to clarify, um, self care is not self service. So always remember that you have to yeah, take you're care talking of yourself. About that being a service to somebody else and then caring for yourself, yeah. service to others, yeah. care for self. Caring yeah. for yourself is not selfish. It's it's. What you would do when you're always caring for yeah. others, you need to put yeah. that back into yourself. It's like the wounded healer. You see a lot of um, people in the medical profession who are just burnt out and exhausted, and they're providing like hands on physical care to individuals and then depleting themselves. And it's like when you find a balance of a healthy way to recharge to give that. That's just a more mainstream example. In the metaphysical world, I similar thing happened with I was doing too much mediumship. I was channeling too much and I just got to a point where I was burnt out and I, you know, went back into my education roots. We were just talking about this. I spent a year more or less just being normal and being grounded and doing what comes naturally to me so that I could in some ways care for myself to later be of service. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, so that self-care can be a day, it can be a year. It's, it's kind of, it's all time is relative. So it's whatever you need. But um, I like that idea of being of service to others and how, um, how we use our spiritual gifts. Can either be in service to ourselves or service to others. Yeah. I like that. I really like that. Um, so I want to talk about receiving energetic transmissions. So what were the first ways you received energetic transmissions? So what is an energetic transmission? I guess it would just be the transmission of a new higher dimensional frequency. So if you ever like an idea that comes to you or a feeling that comes to you rather than emanates from you? It could be a feeling or it could be a, literally a direct connection to a higher frequency, a higher vibration, because there's so much more order and wisdom and uh, information that comes from a higher frequency. Now, what is a frequency? So right now, we're all engaging on a mental plane. We're understanding the English, the mm -hmm. words we're saying, and we're on this mental frequency. Mm -hmm. But in meditation, when you silence the mind and you achieve clarity, you're able to go to these higher frequencies. So let's, you know, like love, compassion, that's a higher frequency. Mm -hmm. There's more information that comes to you when you're in those mm -hmm. states of being. And so when you get to the third eye, the energy that a lot of us open up and have these very transcendental experiences, there's just you're experiencing so much more of reality so much more information in the present moment because it's a higher frequency. And so one of the first ways that I did was with the crystals and I would just lay down. This was probably right after my, my big awakening. I would lay down and I would just put 
all of these crystals. I would just lay them on the body and I would just feel like this and I would just feel and I would start to feel different vibrations. Like a crystal break kind of. Yeah, yeah. I would develop a, a crystal layout and I began learning, you know, some crystals activate um, other energies, others more grounding. So I began uh, developing different um combinations mm-hmm. you know and at the help with one of my soul family members i'll give her a shout out if she's listening because she was a pivotal part yeah in helping build all this knowledge so much love to her <laughs> can say her name yeah kara kara christopher oh i know kara kara okay well other people can help us receive okay. messages and i we were just talking about this how people come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime and i'm starting to um now say that like we can choose to increase those increments like it could be a reason that can turn into a season and a season that can turn into a lifetime if we're willing to go back into that energetic space and heal whatever needs to be healed because there's this idea that you can do it well i'll just deal with that at a later time in another life or on another dimension i'm like what if that's what you're supposed to be doing now you know instead of just saying it'll heal later um but yeah so the just the different ways to receive energetic transmissions like individuals can help get us into these our connections with others can help get us into more peaceful, playful states mm-hmm. that can um, help facilitate that. Yeah, so working with crystals, that's probably one of the easiest ways. Mm-hmm. Um, meditation, obviously. Um, and then what even, about lucid dreaming? So lucid dreaming, that's another way that you can uh, just really maximize your ability to receive more information about what you want to do in your life. So lucid dreaming, is where you become conscious and aware in your dreaming state. Mm-hmm. Just like our conversation right now, you have the same mental capacities as you would in normal reality. Like if you're sleeping and you're dreaming that you're flying and then you become aware that you're flying and you go, this isn't necessarily something I can do in my waking state, which must mean that I'm dreaming, but instead of waking up, I'm going to keep flying. Yeah. So if you make the choice to stay in it. If anybody's seen the movie in the mainstream Incept, as uh, Inception mm-hmm. with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that's yeah. more or less lucid dreaming. Yeah. If, if we had to have a visual representation of it, it's a, that's that's what I would consider lucid dreaming. Yeah, so dreaming has been a oh man, such an important mm-hmm. aspect to my ability to receive things that I've mm-hmm. missed. Because as I mentioned, you know, this is a lifestyle of you know growth and development. So basically, what I learned from dreaming is that anything that takes me out of my initial balanced state in mm-hmm. my normal waking reality, mm-hmm. something that causes a reaction, causes a trigger, or in, in other words, it takes me out of my heart center. If it was something important enough, I'll actually receive a dream that shows me what emotions came up that I missed. What parts of myself have, do I still need to work on? Yeah. And it'll be so beautifully scripted yeah. and designed in the dreaming state because it's your higher power yeah. uh, and your guides can actually help build dreams for you as well. That's Sometimes I have to, there are segments of my show that I have to listen to again. And like, this is going to be one of them. I'm going to have to go back and really look at lucid dreaming because that's something that I'm starting to, I, it's always been something I've come back to dreaming. Mm-hmm. And when I first got into mediumship, my, I told the story, my older brother, um, who's in spirit transition when I was 16 would come to me in dreams and we would go fly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And 
it would, for me, it just brought me a lot of peace and comfort. And as a teenager, that was all I needed. And then the older I got, the more he would come in my dreams. And then the older I got, the less it would be in my dreams and in my waking states. And the more comfortable in my waking states I was, the easier the dreams were like, I didn't even have to like so rationalize. Here's, so here's the beauty and just how deep the illusion is in our reality. Oh, you know what? We got to go to break. Okay. But I want to talk yeah, about this. Yeah, okay. This is so important. This Hold the thought. We'll be right back. And we're going to talk more about this. Hey, you're just one moon away from living your best life. Did you know you can transform your life in 30 days with lunar manifestations? Start using the law of attraction to manifest by the cycles of the moon. I'm Autumn Seibel, and I just created two incredible platforms for you to finally step into who you're truly meant to be in this life. Visit goldenotter.us to begin your manifesting journey today. That's golden like the precious metal, otter like the precious animal.us. We are back on Golden Otter, Otter Radio with me, Autumn Seibel, and I have Light Warrior here, Joseph Adams, discussing the bridge between the metaphysical and the mainstream. Now he's going to give us some more information on how millennial light workers and all light workers can, or light warriors, as we've been calling them, can stand in their power to own their spiritual gifts. So right before we went to break, we were talking about lucid dreaming and discovering our spiritual gifts, and yes. I want to pick back up on that. Yes. Yeah, so this was such a revelation when I discovered this. Because as I mentioned, when I stay in the present moment, in my balanced state where I don't have fear triggers, I don't have moments of anger, all that stuff's been long, long mm -hmm. squashed. But I'd be in a meditation in which I would feel this incredible um, emotional experience mm -hmm. only to realize I would have a dream and it would be an exact emotional blueprint to what I just experienced earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. So I was, that was my big revelation of learning that um, when you go to sleep and when you dream, you're not necessarily having that experience when you go to sleep. It's happening throughout your day. You're just picking up on it when you go to sleep to get that information. We were saying, I, I said to Carter, our producer, I said, I hope you caught this because we were talking about this during the break. And essentially you're saying that there is no differentiation in time um, or space. Like if something is happening, throughout your day, you're just catching up to the energy of it in your sleep because mm -hmm. time is just a construct of our of our imagination or our believed reality with which we yeah. interact with this physical time, world. Time is a blossom effect. Yeah. All of your energy is blossoming yeah. at once, but it's just constructed so beautifully you feel this linear progress. So when you really have these, um, these new perceptions, it's, it really is mind blowing because you're like, um, what part of the blossoming flower am I right now? You know? <laughs> that's a cool way to look at it. I like that. Yeah, that's like I was talking to actually my mom about this because the passing of my brother, um, his anniversary, he he passed away on his birthday. And so he died and was born on the same day. And that has always been one of the weirdest life mysteries to me, like for someone to transition, to come into this world and to leave on the same day has always just was something that piqued my curiosity. So anyways, my mom and I were talking about him. There was an earthquake and um, up in Alaska and some things fell off the shelf and it was his obituary and um, notes from his um, his funeral and the last few things that he had said just before his passing. And um, my mom was just saying, I haven't looked at that in so long and, you know, I haven't talked to him in so long. And 
And I said, well, time doesn't really have meaning over there. And so for us, it's been 15 years. But for him, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I should check in and say, how long has it been? But is that an answer you could really give me? Because it's just different. It's, it's just it's, a different construct. But it's like you're saying, we're catching up to the moment. And the more we were talking about him as it led up to his anniversary um, or birthday, whatever you want to call it, um, the more he was present around us. And it was like, we caught up to that moment in time. Mm -hmm. Like I'd been building the energy about, uh, about him and with him and reconnecting. And then it manifested in the physical environment for, you know, people who maybe aren't as focused on that as, mm -hmm. as I am, because it's part of my spiritual gift and what you want to call it. But yeah. um, so speaking of, I do want to talk about that. Um, what advice can you give to those with spiritual gifts or those just discovering their spiritual gifts? Cause how long would you say you've been consciously aware of energy and your ability to heal and living this lifestyle. Yeah, this this lifestyle, this lifestyle this is not mainstream. This yeah, is this it, this started um, almost. I guess it was January fourteenth of seven, January seventeenth of two thousand fourteen was where it was like light switch. You know, one one day you're like this, and the next day you're doing something yeah, completely right. different. So yeah, since then. But my recommendation is to understand that the spiritual gift is is just that it's a gift it's it shouldn't be something that you define yourself with because it's not you mm -hmm. it's not fully you and it shouldn't be what you think yeah. you are and, and uh, i like to you know as i was saying this before like my great humbling moment was where i was at a show and i got there a little bit late and i didn't have enough time to, to warm up to mm -hmm. get myself primed and ready and I had my main healing guide come down and literally just blast me into the vibration within moments. And that's when I started to realize that like, it's, it's all them. They are the ones that, that mm -hmm. can really fine tune you. And so what I would recommend is that your spirituality is your connection to your higher power and to the creator, to creation. That's your spirituality. How much, you know yourself because that's what happened to me was the more you learn yourself, understand yourself, you get to know your creator. And so that relationship is your spirituality, not your psychic gifts. They're there to help and they can be very spiritual and lead you to certain understandings and realizations that doesn't make you spiritual. Or necessarily it shouldn't become your identity. Exactly. We were talking about this earlier where I was doing a lot of mediumship and a lot of readings and I found myself in a position because I'm an educator. I like to explain things. I like to go into the details. I like to elucidate things that maybe might be half clear, but a little bit still unclear. And um, for me, I found like with mediumship, I had to almost have a story. So people had to know how I was doing it, why I was doing it, when, where, what. And then it became more about education than it did the readings. And, and you know, I always say like, I'm not the best medium that ever came down the pike, but I happen to be a pretty good educator and understand the workings of mediumship. And it was separating my identity as a medium from my gifts in mediumship mm -hmm. that helped me kind of find my spot where I felt like I wasn't creating a story or an ego around something that is yeah. not mine. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's very easy mine. to do. Yeah, and it's, because like you said, it's not, it's coming from another place and you just happen to be the vessel of understanding through which it can pass yeah. and find the person, find the person who it is meant for. Yes. Or they can find you. Yeah. Yeah. I have very much. Um, huh. I want to talk about Ascension School real quick before we have to sure, go. Sure. You have so, school. Um, 
I'm starting an online lecture mm -hmm. series and the first one is going to be on the website um, very, very soon. It'll be the emotional keys to ascension. There will be one on lucid dreaming, on healing the shadow, um, and many topics of that nature. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think I'm going to sign up for Ascension School. Um, you'll have tips for activating deep energetic healing in your life. You'll talk about how we can explore our innate spiritual gifts, um, finding communities of other spiritual seekers, and again, the shadow and the light. But you know what? That's it. It is already time to wrap up. I yeah. can't believe it. Um, so, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow Golden Otter Divinations on Instagram where you can check in and let me know about your golden moments so that Spirit and I can cheer you on. Also, if you'd like to contact me or join my monthly manifesting membership, Lunar Manifestations, visit my website. It's goldenotter.us. Golden, like the precious metal, and otter, like the precious animal, .us. Uh, please take a moment to sign up for my bi-weekly email and get up-to-date info on all things Golden Otter as we head into the new year 2019. It also makes a great um, heart-centered gift if that's what you're looking for, something a little off the beaten path for your loved ones. So I want to thank my guest today, Joseph Adams, for sharing a wealth of energetic healing and transmissions. And I would thank you all for tuning in. I had so much fun sharing this sacred co-creation space. Too. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Um, Please join me every first Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Our next show will be Friday, January 4th with Doctor of Chiropractic Medicine, Dr. August Manelik, discussing chiropractic care and body work for a fun, flexible start to the new year. I'll be up in Alaska recording that, so tune in so you can catch the majesty of my home state. All right, have a great week, and I'll feel your vibes back here next time. Thank you for listening to Golden Otter Divinations, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with Autumn Seibel. Tune in the first Friday of every month at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Exploring where the metaphysical meets the mainstream, Golden Otter Divinations helps you draw in the abundance that is yours by divine right. For more information or to listen to this show, visit GoldenOtter.us. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal.us.